and welcome to Is This Good, the show where we boldly, conclusively, and scientifically decide what things in this big wide world are good. I'm Matt Austin, and with me as always is production powerhouse Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi, JD. And today's guest is an internationally renowned sports journalist. He hosts the MMA Hour for Vox, a podcast for The Ringer. He covers the WWE for BT Sport. He hosts boxing events for DAZN. He's a correspondent for HBO's Real Sports. And he has a basketball podcast on Showtime Sports. No, I'm not describing multiple people. This is all one person. <laughs> yes, it's kind of annoying. The pride of Herzlia Saint Laurent. Stay out of this Hertz Snowden. You didn't do anything. It's the Barbara Walters of Mixed Martial Arts. Ariel Hawani. Ariel, welcome to Is This Good? Wow, what an intro. I love a good intro. That was a fantastic intro. Truth be told, I went to Hertz Snowden and Saint How about that? I was one of the very few, uh, three years in one, two years in the other. So I got love for both. Man, we just did like a whole 10-minute like Jewish geography thing before we went on air, you and I, <laughs> both from Montreal. How rare is this? Two Montrealers living in America, living the podcast dream. Should have probably saved that for the uh, the pod, but nevertheless, great to be here with you guys. Uh, I feel like I should say "Hey yo" or something, or "Guys," or so. I feel like I need to say something. Or boing, yeah, something. Auga. Much love, much love, guys. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I did not know I lived around the corner from your wife. Yes, uh, we went on the same trip to uh, Poland and Israel in the eleventh grade. We know some people in common, uh, and now we're on the same podcast. So this is the closest we've ever been. Even well, though actually we, we probably were in the same room at some point. Yeah, we're on the same bus. Like you said, we, we, we were on a trip called the March of the Living together. Uh, and uh, I, either you didn't talk to me or I didn't talk to you. Or maybe we did talk to each other and don't look the same. But that is no, a crazy no. thing. Yeah, I think you, I think you big timed me. Yeah, that was probably it. That was probably it. Let's go. With uh, that. All right. Well, thanks for coming on now. Um, we're going to get to the some MMA stuff in a bit. Uh, but weirdly, this is why I was so interested to have you on, Ariel. So back in August on this show, we asked the question, wearing shoes in someone's house when they're hosting a party or a dinner party, is this good? And then about a month ago, my friend, Jay Skeets, alerted me to a clip you posted from the MMA Hour where you were discussing the very same topic. And in this clip, you said, and I'm quoting here, if you come to my house and you don't take off your shoes... You might as well never come back. And then you commented, there's no way this is controversial. If you disagree, you're nuts. <laughs> well, I must look like a goddamn cashew to you, okay, Ariel? Because wow. I have a different opinion. Wow. Even though we're from the same place I'm where we grew up not wearing shoes. Now, in Montreal, snowy, yes. slushy, sleety. Everyone knows you don't wear shoes in someone's house, right? Right. 100%. Right. Okay. But then you move to America you got to adopt the local customs. No. Says who? <laughs> America is, is a very diverse place. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I will fully admit I'm, I'm a little bit of a germaphobe. I'm a little OCD. I don't, you know, I don't want your disgusting shoes in my house. This is my sanctuary. This is, this is, this is where I walk around barefoot, socks, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, do, I do like a good house slipper. I don't want, especially living in New York City, that's where I really started to feel strongly about this. You're walking mm-hmm. around the disgusting streets of New York City. And I love New York City, but let's be honest, not exactly the cleanest place on the planet. The subway, are you kidding me? Decrepit. And now you're going to walk into my tiny 500 square foot apartment? There's absolutely no way. And so when people come over now, you know, parents of friends of like my kids friends and all that and they're like you just waltz right into my house with your shoes i'm like you're dead to me off the bat you're dead to me you were brought up the wrong way in my opinion but ariel it must happen all the time because americans they just keep their shoes on here 
all the time. It it happens like more often than not, I would say. Yeah. Um and 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 I would also say it's an uncomfortable thing because while I feel so passionate about this, I'm also a wimp and I also <laughs> am afraid to tell people to take off their shoes. I I feel so uncomfortable with this. I don't know why, but I feel like it makes there's like a brief like minute of awkwardness once you tell someone to take off the shit and like oh because they feel awkward and they feel a little bit embarrassed and then they have to go back to the front and take off their shoes so we came up with a new plan where at least i came up with the plan but my wife hates it because she doesn't care even though she's from montreal as well i had my son like we had this party for our class parents and all that and my son in a very cute way wrote please take off your shoes and everyone's like oh you know like i'm not going to ignore that and it worked and then later, like a month later, we had another thing, shindig or so, and they refused to put up the picture and everyone wore their <laughs> shoes and house. And I felt like I was dying inside watching all of this. So so you're going toe-to-toe with Dana White. You're asking the scariest fighters in the world all these contentious <laughs> yes. questions. But you cannot ask uh, Janice, mother of Caden from no. preschool, to take off her shoes. No. And by the way, Caden, a very sort of uh, you know nouveau riche name, if you will. I like that. Very 2023 of you. Um <laughs> Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. And, and and don't even get me started on like the cable guy or, you know, like some worker coming to your house. He but those waltzes. are worker boots. Those are worse. Something could fall on them. Those are steel-toed. You don't have steel-toed slippers. Oh, come on. These aren't... What, what's falling on them? You're, you're fixing my internet, for God's sakes. What, what is falling uh, on you? Take know, off the, your damn shoes. Uh, disgusting. Your 60-inch television or something. No, nothing's happening, okay? Nothing's okay. happening. You're coming... You're, their shoes look disgusting. They absolutely look gross, these boots, and you're walking into my house with them, going to my bathroom. Okay, let, let me give you my pitch, because I agree. If I came over to your house, let's say you invited me over to watch the Nick game, and it was just me and you, of course, I would take my shoes off, I'd get up on your couch. But if it was a party, a dinner party, I think that you are the host. You have to be hospitable. The shoes are part of the outfit. I've been in situations where I got to take off my shoes unexpectedly at a house, and I'm wearing those tiny little male sockets. Yeah. Those th- you know what I'm talking about? Sounds like a you problem. No one problem. likes that. No, it sounds like a you problem, to be honest. First of all, the fact that you own those is an issue, and I would say it is not good. <laughs> and uh, also, I would say that if you go to someone's house for a party, right, and you are now forced to take off your fancy sneakers, your fancy nice little boots, shoes, whatever they are, high heels. All of a sudden, everything gets stripped down and everything is more comfortable. Everything is more familial. Now you're talking to some other grown-up, woman or man, in their white socks, wearing socks. Like, that's cool. That's Now you're comfortable. Now you're relaxed. Now you're all on the same level. There's well, no now hierarchy. you're vulnerable. You're vulnerable. Yes. Yes, you yes. are vulnerable. It's even better. It's even better. So <laughs> I would say that this is actually more hospitable than telling people to keep their shoes on because now you're just like, if, if you and I are hanging out and we're both wearing socks, we're buds, right? Like we're just hanging out. It's a different level of friendship. <laughs> we're sock sisters. Sisters, brother, whatever it is, we're friends. Like what, how often are you wearing socks around another adult? You're only wearing socks around another adult, like just socks, no shoes, if you're family or friends. So this to me is just like an invitation to be even more friendlier. I understand, but people's feet are sweating and burks and sandals and they're coming over, yeah, they're no walking problem. around barefoot. No, it's no problem. I don't, I don't want someone's bare feet. Look, you're hosting, you're going to have to vacuum at the end, you're going to have to mop at the end. I understand it's the most, right. not the most hygienic thing, but you're throwing a party. You think everyone's going to have 
Purelled their hands before reaching in like to the. Think so. Yes. Well, I'd like to think oh. so too, but forget Look, Purell. Wash the damn hands. So you want you want dirty shoes all over your like? Carpet? I don't want it. But if I'm hosting a party, that's one. I, I don't want to have people over to my house at all. Well, I was just going to say that. But if I'm that, hosting, a I don't want to host any parties. To be honest, yeah. This but if I'm hosting, problem. you got to go full. You got to go all the way. You can't say I'm hosting. Come as you are, and now abide by this specific rule. So you're that saying that the sign out front that my son drew like that was rude. Um, like if you're the no, person I, walking up to the front of the door and you're like, oh, these people, what the hell? They invited us over and now I have to take off my shoes. Like you're rolling your eyes. I'm not rolling my eyes, but I'm like, if I'm wearing those little sockets, I'm going barefoot. You're and then, the and then maybe my girlfriend's pissed because the, the high heels are part of the, the outfit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm. And then I have to tell, I say, look, these are rude people. These are rude people. Why do you wear sockets? <laughs> what kind of shoes do you wear that because, you need sockets? Because you can't. Um, you wear Chuck like Taylors, the, like Converse. Mm. I don't want the socks coming over the the ankle. You can't. You can't just wear ankles. So- they're they're low tops. They're low tops. Yeah, I can't mm. wear high tops because my feet sweat too much. Interesting. Okay, <laughs> yeah. fine. I thought you were one of those okay. like Euro type guys with like the short pants and the loafers and no socks, mm. which is cool. I like the look. I just couldn't pull it off myself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Very Dwayne. You thought you thought I was hanging up on lower lower Saint Laurent, going to globe or something yes. a pair of capris Listen, it's a great look it's a fan i wish i could pull it off i can't pull it off hence the high socks i know i know it can't be f1 weekend all the time oh, um, yes. i do have uh, one question for you about combat sports because i'm not i'm not a combat head obviously been following your career forever though um i noticed that you're you're doing this Jake Paul Nate Diaz fight ah, yes. coming up. It's on DAZN. It's uh, the weigh-ins are coming soon. Everyone's very excited. And my question is, when I remember when Jake Paul started boxing. I remember when I didn't know who Jake Paul was, and someone was like, "Oh, he's like some broy YouTuber." I think he does pranks, mm-hmm. and then it seemed like very much like a stunt, uh, like kind of like celebrity boxing. And then. I haven't really been paying attention to it, but now it seems like it's gone from kind of like a joke to something that's actually serious. Am I off on that? Or is no. he a serious boxer at this point? Yeah. I mean, he's coming off a loss, so a lot of people wanted to sort of dance on his grave after that one. He fought, you know, a legitimate mid-tier, if you want to call him that, boxer named Tommy Fury, who's the uh, the half-brother of Tyson Fury, who's the heavyweight mm-hmm. champion of the world. So, you know, legit. Uh, he lost that fight, but he didn't get... You know, he didn't get smoked. He lost via decision. Um, he has taken this very seriously. He's uh, he's moved to Puerto Rico. He has a whole gym there. He's got legitimate, you know, accomplished coaches guiding him. Uh, he has his own promotion. Uh, he just fought on ESPN. He found a nice niche for himself, though, which kind of rubs some people the wrong way. He's not fighting other YouTubers or influencers. Where he's had the most amount of success is fighting MMA fighters, and big name MMA fighters, former champions or former superstars like Nathan Diaz, who he's fighting on August 5th in Dallas. And, you know, he has been able to beat them, A, because they're either not good at striking as much or they're a little bit past their prime, like Anderson Silva. But, you know, the MMA media and the MMA fan base in particular, who actually follow his career, believe it or not, more than the boxing fan base and media have really taken to this and it's become a thing. And and and, and it's all it's always about the opponent too. Like, Diaz is such a huge star that him finally going over to boxing, he's never boxed before professionally, against Jake Paul, against me, against you would be a story. And so that's part of the appeal here. But yes, he, he has he has taken this seriously. 
And uh, dare I say, he has lasted a lot longer in this than most people suspected. Witness the fact his brother, who started this, Logan Paul, you know, mm-hmm. he's had one pro fight. And uh, top of my head, I think this is going to be Jake's seventh, I believe. So, you know, he has, I think, lasted longer than people have, you know, expected initially. Uh, is Fury their real last name? Yeah, believe it or not. Real last name. And wow. How about so this? what else are you going to do except grow up to be boxers? It's like it's like a classic Jeeves. Oh. You get named Jeeves, you're going to be a butler. <laughs> but by the way, it goes one step further. Tyson Fury, the heavyweight champion of the world, the lineal heavyweight champion of the world, and arguably one of the best fighters in the world, was named Tyson Fury because his father, John Fury, who's a gypsy traveler, very unique guy, loved Mike Tyson. He was wow. named after Mike Tyson. And he mm-hmm. became the heavyweight champion of the world. Like, if that's not, you know, fate on day one, what is? So I assumed you named your kid, like, Alan Houston or something? <laughs> you know, you joke, but my, my second son, uh, his name is Walter. And part of the pitch uh-huh. was, you know, could we go with Walter Clyde? I mean, I feel like that's a pretty damn cool name, Walter Clyde Helwani. Uh, mm-hmm. I got shut down on the Clyde, but uh, <laughs> Walt, Walt Frazier... Uh, Walter Cronkite, I love journalism guy, all that. So, I, like, I, I was ra- uh-huh. I was rifling off like the great Waltz or Walters in uh, in society, Disney, etc. Uh, and but Frazier was definitely you know part of the pitch. So you know you joke, but there was there was definitely some some Nick's influence in that one. Walter Cronkite, almost as cool as Walt Frazier, v- neck and neck. Yes, I would yes, say yes, they're yes, both yes. very snazzy dressers. All right, some very quick housekeeping. We got new merch. Go to isthisgoodpod.com to get the Is This Good retro logo tee. Ariel, it'll be up uh, when people are watching YouTube. Trust me, it looks really good. Wow, how about this? You guys got merch too? Oh, I we got merch. merch. We wow. got merch. I'm gonna send. Well, you, I'm gonna send you one. Thank how you. about that? Uh, join the Is This Good Patreon, patreon.com slash is this good. Send topics for future shows to is this good pod at gmail.com and subscribe on YouTube and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. All right, Ariel, the premise of the show is very simple. I'm going to give you a topic. You tell me if it's good. Here we go. Somehow this has been our most asked question, actually. Listen to all these people that wrote in some spin on this question. We got David S., Philippe T., Fanny Boy, Eric C., Isaiah O., and Rod all ask. Pronouncing multicultural foods in the appropriate accent. Is this good? So Eric C. writes, When I know the correct and native way to say a thing, do I risk sounding like an arrogant douchebag by pronouncing it correctly around fellow English speakers, or do I willfully butcher the beautiful words of our global brothers and sisters just to fit in and make people more comfortable? So Ariel, what do you think? Pronouncing multicultural foods in an appropriate accent. Is it good? Could I get an example? Like, like how, you, you know... You definitely get an example. So you, you I, I assume you know French coming yes, from Montreal. Yes. I assume you grew up saying croissant. Yes. But being an American, you know, everyone says croissant. Okay. So, okay, I just wanted to make sure like how kind of, for lack of like how douchey we were going to get with this. And I'm a thousand percent in favor of saying it, you know, the legit way. Uh, so I would say croissant. I would 100% say it. In fact, it annoys me when people try to anglicize things. And I'm a bit of a stickler, like when it comes to uh, names of when I talk about fighters and, and all that, I, I always try to find out like what's the legitimate, there's a great example, there's a fighter named Israel Adesanya. Everyone calls mm-hmm. him Adesanya. But I noticed that he said his name a different way. And so I asked him off to this, I was like, is everyone saying your name wrong? He said, yes. It's Adisonia. So every time I talk about him, I say Adisonia. Now, everyone gets annoyed. Everyone thinks Mm -hmm. I'm being a douche, but I want (laughs) to say it legitimately. So if we're talking about, um, you know, I'm I'm saying 
empanadas off the top of my head. That's not really that tough to say in either way, but like croissant or anything like that, thousand percent. If you have the ability to do it, go for it. That is very good in my opinion. Okay. Well, so you're talking about pronouncing things correctly at your job, but do you walk around saying karate? I don't know if karate is part of the MMA world at all, but it's a, it's a, it's a big part. Um, Oh, it is. Okay. I mean, does anyone call it karate? <laughs> I, Honestly, I, don't thing. I feel like that's like a Will Ferrell thing. Is that actually <laughs> is that well, really a thing? In its native, when it was originally created, I'm sure it was a pronounced karate. Fair, fair. Yeah. Some things have just kind of evolved over time. Um, well, is it fair to say that the English word for karate is karate? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, what is it? Is it would it be Japanese? The Japanese yeah. word would be so. Then, what karate? about the, the croissant? You know, example there. Right. Exactly. Well, okay, I mean, if about- you tried to order a croissant here in America, sometimes if you're in the wrong place, they won't know what you're saying. Right. I'll take a croissant, please, <laughs> and they'll be like, "What? You know, the crescent over there." <laughs> Yeah, the, cre- no. the crescent, the crescent-shaped pastry. What about now? What about where do you stand on hummus? Does it bother you when people say hummus? So I actually don't say them. I don't say it either way because I think you think you said it the right way the first time, and I disagree with <laughs> I'm you. Not sure. you I'm not sure. Uh, I'm my, not sure I did. My my uh, my mom is from Lebanon and my dad's from Egypt, so I, I okay. Those up, are peak hummus yes. countries. So yes. it's we say hummus. Totally different. We don't say hummus. We say hummus. Okay. So, hummus. That, that's, so would I go? Would I go? Would I go so much when I'm around other people? I would probably say hummus, or hum, I, I would try to like make it a little less aggressive. But I'm totally down to me. I I, I find it fascinating. Like if you're if you're gonna bring you know the legit native way of saying something, I say go for it. Why not? So, so you're going into a place to get uh, shredded meat off a spit in a pita, and you're going, you're asking for shawarma. <laughs> See, I feel like now you're just you're exaggerating. I'll, I'll say shawarma. I'll say shawarma okay. for that one. That one. That, that is. I mean, there was a nice flair to that, but I'm not sure I could pull that off. Okay, mm. um, you got to put flair. I think the the only, the worst thing is when you try to pronounce something correctly, and then the person, like the server. Oh yeah, corrects you, but they're saying it wrong. Oh Perhaps yeah, yeah. In, like my like my, you uh, in hummus. hummus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like me. But like for okay, so you know the wine Chenin Blanc, Chenin Blanc, French mm-hmm. French wine. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it would be pretty close. Chenin. Yeah, something yeah. to that effect. So I or I asked for a glass of that, and then oh, no. the waitress said, "Oh, you want the Chenin?" Oh. I was like, "Well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's not that." Oh, that is bad. Or if you go to a place and you say you want gnocchi and they say like the ganache yeah no the nachi yeah. yeah but i don't i don't even i think it's see is it gnocchi i don't even think so i think it's no gnocchi yeah i don't uh, think the g is a part of it no i don't say no that's that's what i'm talking about like i would oh, say okay, gnocchi about. i would say or gnocchi gnocchi now I'm, uh, now I'm, now we're all questioning yeah. ourselves but it's definitely not ganache <laughs> what about the people in, in new jersey who say like mozzarella and pasta okay. fazool that drives me nuts like now you're just creating okay. a whole new language <laughs> well this is a great point because you think like the classic american or canadian would go prosciutto yeah prosciutto, but like then yeah. it seems like there's it's closer to like a prosciutto yeah yeah, yeah but yeah, then yeah. then you go to jersey and it's just prosciutto yeah yeah what is that no, i hate what, that. now it's like i like and like now if i'm like tagliatelle yeah yeah do you feel i've never felt confident saying that no one. it's mm. a tough one yeah, yeah. and then I, I i looked it up 
you don't even pronounce the G. Apparently, there, when uh, when a G is next to an L in Italian, you don't pronounce the G. So it's tagliatelle. Oh wow! I'm not fucking saying that in a restaurant. <laughs> well, that's tough. I didn't even feel comfortable saying it the the wrong way, let alone the right way. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know that exactly. about the G. Oh, interesting. Exactly. And I'm not I'm not asking for. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say mascarpone if it's like a, a tiramisu or something. I'm not saying mascarpone. Oh, uh, that one. I just, I, that one I'm comfortable with. That one you're comfortable. Yeah, with? yeah. Okay, I just think there's some that are like, let's get these out of the way. If you're saying espresso instead of espresso, annoying. Let's stop yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quesadilla. You live in America. <laughs> Who's there's enough this? Spanish speaking. Who are you hanging out here. with that's saying that? <laughs> Ke- uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> Who's it? Skeets? No, it's no, no. <laughs> no. I can't name a person. Can't name. Okay. you? You never heard anyone call it a quesadilla? I as definitely a, have. As a joke, maybe not as a real thing. No, no, no. People say it. Um, well, you work in the service industry for 10 years. You, you hear it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what about uh, crudites? You can't say crudites. <laughs> well, what is that? Crudite. Crudite. Oh, jeez. I didn't even... <laughs> no, you cannot say that. Are you kidding me? Uh, and okay, let me ask you this as a Montrealer. How, how do you feel... How do you think the meal with uh, fries, gravy, and cheese curds oh. should be pronounced? Poutine. And not puts in. No, that's annoying. That's annoying. Okay, that's see? just like okay, well, so you, it's starting you to sound like you don't think it's good. You say no, I don't. If I if I was ordering it, maybe in Quebec. Uh, that's yeah. annoying. If, I, if I, I hate, at, uh, I hate when I go out with my anglophone f- uh, friends to a place and they start like breaking out. I'm like, you're not impressing anyone with this. Active. Well, okay, this is why I'm saying I I think it's not good. I think it's too much. Yeah, I think that if there's like you might know that the the Vietnamese soup is called. Uh, Fa and not yeah. fo like yeah. it's spelled but then do you know like there's always gonna be someone to correct you on another dish on the menu that you don't know so i i say stay humble because because mm. like and then there's the coach of the oklahoma city thunder for instance mark what i would say daño like a jj daño mm-hmm. but right. he says it's mark dagno yeah which drives me what, nuts. am i gonna correct him no i mean it, it oh, by the way here's another one uh it is Tom Thibodeau, right? Oh, great example. It's not Thibodeau. Yeah. What the hell? And wh- when did we go from Thibodeau to Thibodeau? I'd like to know. People oh. people go right back and forth on back that and one. Forth. And I, you I listen always to say... a broadcast and they're saying his name two different ways. Which is it? I'd love for someone to ask him. And he'll probably say some variation of Thibodeau, or th- but it's actually Thibodeau, which... which I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he's not going to say that, but that's a French name. Another, there used to be a fighter named Melvin... And his name was G-U-I-L-L-A-R-D. So that's Guillard, right? In French, double, he's from New Orleans. Double L is, is Guillard. But he would call himself Melvin Gallard, which would always drive me nuts. You know, there's another one that drove me nuts, if I can just... Uh, there was a guy, Chance, R-E-N-C-O-U-N-T-R-E. And people would call him Rencounter. It's Rencontre. <laughs> it's a French name. Rencounter. Yes, Rencounter. Is there anything worse than that? <laughs> Golly. Uh, but, I mean, look, I don't know. I think, last example. Okay. If you say you're going to the place with the Eiffel Tower, mm. tell me you're not going to like tell like a colleague at work that you're going to Paris. No, no, no. I'll say no, Paris. You're not. Because yeah, right. that's the, to, to, to JD's point, that's like the English way of saying it in that regard. Um what about right, the, but if you're going to Florence, you're not going to say Firenze. Firenze no, you're not going to say Because Florence that. is the English exactly. version. What about right. the uh, the thing 
the 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 wood thing with the cheese and the nut and the like the date and like the, oh that's a classic char charcuterie charcuterie yeah, that one drives me nuts too yeah um all right so it sounds like you've turned a bit and you're now you're more on the not good side i mean i there's a lot of examples that we just went through for the most part unless there is like a true english way of saying it i.e mm-hmm. paris florence you know, I I, I, I lean towards uh, going the legit way. What about uh, Naples? Do you say Napoli or do you say Naples? Only if I'm singing that, uh, that what is it, Dean Martin song? Yeah. <laughs> in it's Napoli. Tough. Yeah. Um, no, I'm saying Naples. Yeah, exactly. Unless I guess I'm there and I'm saying right. Napoli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, I say stay humble. Do okay. it when you want, but don't, don't zhuzh it up too much. I agree. I agree with that. Don't be pretentious. I agree with that. Uh, So, Ariel, we poll people on Twitter just to see where everyone's at. And this is, listen to how close this was, okay? 50.3%. Okay? It's like the no vote in the referendum. Yeah, oh my God. Circa 1990, what was that, six? (laughs) Sheesh. Um, 50.3% of people say pronouncing multicultural foods in the appropriate accent is good. So narrow, Mm. very narrow. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. Uh, moving on, Jacob W. and Grant N. ask, hugging someone you're meeting for the first time, is this good? Oh, oh my gosh. So, okay, so my Grant nightmare. writes, yeah, well, <laughs> Mr. No Shoes in the House, yes, I don't yeah. think he's going to take kindly to this. He says, is hugging people as a first initial greeting good? Say you meet a friend of a friend or a family member uh, of a friend. Is it good to hug them on your first meeting as opposed to a handshake or a fist bump? I have a friend who I see do this all the time, and every time she does it, I can't help but think it's a little odd. So, Ariel, what do you think? Hugging people that you're meeting for the first time. I don't know if you guys, uh, like, entered my mind, because these are all, like, my biggest issues that I deal with on a daily basis. <laughs> I was just talking to someone about this. Um, okay. General statement on all of this, if we can mm-hmm. move towards a world where with everyone, friends, family, first encounters, my dream, we move to a world where the bow is the... You know, is the universal greeting. Bow, ultimate respect. I'm showing you love and respect. Thank you so much. Hello and goodbye. Thank you. I love the bow. I love the bow. The bow to me is top notch. Number one, pound for pound on my rankings. You meet someone for the first, second time, and they go in for the hug. Might be top three most awkward moments of my life. (laughs) I hate it. I don't know whether to squeeze. I don't know whether to... See, this is the other problem. You would understand this, Matt. We're from Montreal. There's a lot of double kissing. There's a lot of double kissing, both cheeks. I don't know Mm -hmm. to go for the... Now, you know how many times, and I'm sure you've been in this position too, I go for the one cheek, Mm -hmm. then I go for the other cheek, and I'm left hanging because they've already Mm -hmm. moved on from the kiss. I'm just standing there. like It's like a a rebound that no one's grabbing, and I don't know what to do. It's just like bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. I don't know what to do. And they're like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. So then... The worst, the worst is when they go for the hug and I go for the kiss. And now we're like going like, we're going like, like, like cheekbone to cheekbone. And it's mm-hmm. just the worst. Mm-hmm. So if we can abolish the hug, I would love it. If we could abolish the handshake, don't get me started on the handshake. The handshake is absolutely disgusting. I don't want to shake anyone's hand. I'll go bow or fist bump. I'm happy with that for everyone. Woman, man, kid, I, I, would, I would be thrilled. <laughs> well, I think if, if we're going to, if we're all going to be bowing, then we got to move to karate. I don't think we can be bowing and <laughs> That's saying fine. karate. That's cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the first, the first place my man, uh, my mind went, Ariel. Same thing when I read this question about hugging was, well, I got something even worse for you. 
people that emailed in about this. It, les bees, that's what it's called, you know, in, in, in France and then in Quebec where you, you have to kiss people when you first meet them. Imagine being an awkward boy, an ac awkward adolescent. And every time you go to like a school dance or you meet with someone, you got to pull off this like suave, cool guy move of kissing uh. a girl that you, you've never kissed a girl on the lips at all. Yeah. And now you got to be kissing them on the cheeks. You're worried. You're sweating. Do I smell? Do they want me? It's also a weird dissonance to constantly be told like, hey, do not touch anyone. Do not kiss anyone without their consent. But then it's also like, you go right up to that girl yeah. and you kiss her on both <laughs> cheeks if you have respect for her. Yes. It's so weird. So and it's why two? And and why did we go? And, and then do you know in some cultures it's three. It's boom boom, and then they go back for the third. Well, that's you said Lebanon or uh, yes. Well, yeah. I mean, my family's uh, from the Middle East. We never did the three, but I've seen okay. Middle Eastern people You've do seen the three. three. Yeah. So how how did we go from the three to the one? Why in America do they stop on the one? I feel like in America, correct me if I'm wrong, it's not a big thing. They they they, they tend to go more hug than kiss in in Quebec, where we're from. Tend to go more kiss than hug. Is that fair? I think that's. I think yeah, I've never probably. seen anyone kiss anyone here. I mean, maybe in like a Hollywood, um, yeah, kind of like your gorgeous babe kind of sense. But JD, you're about as white as they come from Ontario. How did you? Uh, how do you greet people? <laughs> how do I? How do I greet people? Yes, I stand there and wait for their signal to to let me know what I'm supposed to do, uh -huh. whether it's a hug or a handshake. There's no kisses coming from me. No, never. Like not not on the first meeting ever. No, no. But you know, I'm I'm with you, Ariel. I hate the hug. I hate. I think I hate the handshake actually more. I will lose sleep for literally a month off of a flubbed handshake. You mm. know what I mean? Oh, uh, it's like, nothing worse. You don't get a good sound. Kind and of? when you say flub, what do you mean? Is like it was weak. It like was... I like like I accident. Like I always go for a strong, firm handshake, but sometimes I get caught wrong and uh, and I accidentally give them the dead fish. You know, uh, and, 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 or the enchanté by accident. Uh, <laughs> oh, <this one>? <laughs> oh, oh man, gosh. you are French, JD. <laughs> um, what about you? I mean, you must get recognized a fair amount when you're out on the streets. Like, do people come up and like how how do people try to greet you? Has anyone ever come yes. up and hugged you? Gotten a few hugs. Uh, the main really? one. The main one just happened this morning. It happened. I was getting a coffee. A uh, mm -hmm. guy wanted a handshake. I'm like, bro, I'm not doing it. And then there's the weird like hand to fist situation. Right. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'm always going. And and there's a weird moment where they're trying to process what's happening here. And I went hand to fist. Uh, yesterday on my show, I had someone, a guest, come on. And then at the end, we were off air. He went for the hand. I went for the fist. And he stood with, like, he was standing pat with the hand. Uh-huh. I had to go back, you know, touch my computer. I, I, I'm telling you, touch my phone. I'm like, I overanalyzed. <laughs> so I had to relent and I went for the hand. But, you know, the rest of the day felt like my hand was glowing. And, and wow. I, I still had, like, two hours left. And so I was thinking about it a lot. And then I had to go wash it. I wonder if in the MMA world, if you if you bring out a fist to someone, that's like a sign of aggression, you know? Mm. No, no, no. It's It's, it's... You know, they they get it. Fist, <laughs> they understand know. how a fist bump but works. But then, but then there's a there's like the there's like the dap, and then the this and the chest to chest. And, mm -hmm. You know, and, and and wrestlers in particular, like collegiate wrestlers, amateur wrestlers, uh -huh. they love they love a they love a good bear hug, and then they love a good like locking of the hands right. on your back when you like when you you like they come in like this for the hug, and then they lock, and oh, it's just wow. it's very intense. You know, like they, it's just like guys, chill out. Can we just do like. What about this? Martial arts. So, <laughs> Connor, it's so good to see you, Connor McGregor. Thank you so much for the time. God bless. You're on your way. I'm on my way. No one touch. 
But uh, what about like, let's say end of the show, I assume maybe you're taking pictures with the guests to post on social media. Yeah, Are you can... going arms around each other? This is like all, this is all my... Uh... <laughs> and, and of course, I mean, I mean, hug style, both arms around each no, other front no. to back. And then you're just turning your heads like no, you're overrunning we're not doing Shirley. That. We're not doing that. You know, sometimes I'll do the, the handover, you know, because also they're coming, you know, on my show. So I want to show love. Uh, I can assure you, if I'm out and about at an event in the arena and people are asking for photos or whatever, there's none of that. And and mm-hmm. that's no knock. I just I have to be I have to be I have to be in this situation for three four hours. I just don't want the germs all over me. I don't. I'm sorry, Matt. Do you remember who was Shaq was hugging what somebody? We were in the treehouses in Turner. Mm-hmm. I I think it was one of our guys, but Shaquille was, O'Neal. Yeah is hugging one of our guys saying, you got to hug dick to dick. That was, <laughs> that was his policy. What? So like, <laughs> but who, who is ever dick to dick to that guy? Right. I mean, like, I'm like, I don't want right. to say what part of my body yeah, is to his yeah, dick when yeah, I, yeah, when yeah, I hug yeah. him. Wow. Um, I'm standing a, a What a weird policy, five. by the way, to have. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he's, he's a physical guy. Like he'll, is he'll he? manhandle you. Oh my God. Oh Yeah. I, I've been lifted by by Shaq, yes, and I'm yes. over 200 pounds. Easily, so. right? Oh, yeah. Like, like a little rag doll I was. Um, all right, so we polled people again. This one's a little more lopsided. Oh, a lot more lopsided. 75% of people say hugging someone you're meeting for the first time is... Not good. Is not good. Oh. And it sounds like we all agree, but again, if I was growing up and I lived in the world of the hug, I would have been thrilled to have passed over like the 12 years of, of pretending I knew what I was doing when I was kissing people on the cheek. And it still freaks me out. I, I, I was just at a wedding. This is like last month. And I was nervous. I walked in. There were some people I didn't know. Someone introduced me to this girl. And I don't know. Instinct took over. And this is in Los Angeles. I kissed her on both cheeks. Wow. She's, she's from like Ohio. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And my girlfriend was there. She's like, why the hell did you just kiss that yeah. woman on the cheeks? I was like, honestly, I don't know. I felt awkward. Instinct kicked in. I wasn't happy about it. I walked away with her going like, the fuck's wrong with that yeah, guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. But, what did, you know? did, did she reciprocate? Or was it just like she's standing there? But that's there the thing. Like, you don't boom, need boom. to reciprocate. I guess right. it, it, it's you always just better. Stand there. It's always better, but if you, you can tell when someone's not reciprocating, right, and they're just like stiff, and you're going like boom, boom, um, that's super she, awkward. She grazed. She she tilted her All head, right, so maybe she didn't mind. Yeah, there you go. I think she loved it. Yeah. Actually. yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, Ariel. It's time for the is this good segment where, unfortunately, everything's bad. Oh. It's time to pick your poison. So here's how it works. I'm going to give you some related options that are all bad, and you have to pick your poison. So whichever you consider the least worst option. I have a few different scenarios. So in this first scenario, you yourself are an MMA fighter. Have you, have you ever taken like, uh, I don't know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu yes. classes or anything? Oh, so, you, so you do the, uh, uh, so, the arts, uh, the martial arts? The, the arts, um, I, I have, but you know, going back to the, uh, the touching thing. Oh God! Yeah, be, you're rolling. There's a lot of rolling. And you're getting There's a, a staff infection. Sweatiness, yes. Uh, <laughs> so these days, uh, I love to box. Uh, I just box today, so I go oh, okay. uh, two to three times a week. And uh, you know, I'm not trying to become some influencer boxer or anything like that. But mm-hmm. it's a great workout. It's fun hitting the mitts, learning the intricacies, head movement, blah blah blah. So I do that sort of thing, but not you know jujitsu mm-hmm. or anything like that. 
Wow, the sweet science. Isn't yes. that fun to say? Oh, it's tremendous. Fun to say. It's a great okay, word. So in this scenario, you're an MMA fighter. All right, so you got to pick your poison. So whichever you think is the least worst of these. You lose because you didn't make weight. Mm. Option two, you lose because you get knocked out in the first five seconds. Mm. Okay, option three, you lose because you got disqualified for hitting someone below the belt. Mm. So which is the least worst of these? Okay, so I'll say the first one is extremely embarrassing because you didn't even make it to the fight, right? Like, you you, you signed on the dotted line. You said you were going to make this weight. You didn't make it. You weren't disciplined. You were out of shape. Like, that's the most dishonorable thing that you can do. Of those three, that would be at the top of the list. So, like, everyone would hate you. Now, I could see someone saying, well, hey, like, it's better to do that than get knocked down in five seconds. At right. least you made the walk, right? At least you went in there, you put it on the line, you made the walk. I would say the least bad of the three scenarios is the last one, unless you did it intentionally. If you did it intentionally, that's that's a shitty move. But if it's just in the flow of the fight and by mistake you hit someone, like this is going to happen, especially in MMA where there's a lot of leg kicks and you're trying to get in there or a knee, whatever. Um, in that case, you made the weight, you made the walk, you just had some bad luck. Hopefully, the guy's not too hurt. You run it back. So, I would say the, the least worst is that one. Okay. So, you're going to be known as a, the dick puncher. Yeah. That's okay. But I don't understand the making weight thing because, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm an ounce over the, yeah. the limit, yeah. um, I, I could get disqualified from the fight or I could, could uh, forfeit the fight. But then... If I lose that ounce, like if I put on a garbage bag and go in yeah. a sauna, then I'm going to gain 20 pounds anyways. Yeah. It's so a it's weird like, thing. It's, it it's seems sort of weird. silly that it's like the ounce is the thing. Like what I'm like, look, guys, I'm sorry. It was my birthday yesterday. And no. I it, <laughs> listen, it, it <laughs> is hungies. a weird thing. I will say it would be extremely rare for a fight to be canceled because you were an ounce over. Um, usually what happens if you're one, two, three, four, five pounds over, whatever it is. Uh, you will have to pay a fine to your opponent. So sometimes oh, the opponent's happy. So you'll pay 20% of your purse, meaning how much you earn, now uh-huh. has to go to him. So there's a penalty involved. Mm. The commission, though, the, 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 the organization, the government body, whatever that is overseeing the fight, regulating the fight, uh, there is a limit, though. So like you can't come in 12 pounds over and the fight, is, you know, like there, there has to be a cap. Depends on what weight you're at. Um, and so they'll step in at times and be like, we're not going to allow this to happen. But if you're just an ounce over or pound over, more often than not, unless your opponent wants to be a total dick, they're going to just take the percentage of your purse. Because remember, if the fight doesn't happen, they're not getting paid either. So they're going right. to try to want this to happen. So it, what, what I was thinking when you said like, don't make weight is like, there have been situations where a guy came in way too heavy and the fight got scrapped as a result of that. That right, is super right. embarrassing because now you're coming in like 10, 12, 14, 15 pounds over, and that's, you know, that's really bad. Um, when I was writing this question, a thought came to me, and I was curious about this, couldn't find a definitive answer. Can you tickle someone? <laughs> Technically, I believe you can, but uh-huh. I can't imagine how, you know, how hard that is because you're wearing the gloves, and yes, <laughs> that's a great point. the that's fingers a great are point. exposed, but the, 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 there's not a lot. Oh, yeah, they're not boxing gloves. They're right? not they're... boxing gloves. We're talking like MMA here, right? Yeah. They are, but like they cut off here, and there's, so there's not a lot of you know movement 
for the fingers to actually be able to tickle someone. I feel like when you tickle someone, you have to sort of both be in a comfortable, relaxed, vulnerable state, and you're not really that. In socks, perhaps? Yeah, in socks. Uh, you're not really that in MMA, so no one's really tried that, but I suppose it is It is legal, yeah. Okay, good. You heard it here first. Tickle yeah. away, boys. Yeah. Um, all right, next question. So... A little prelude, obviously, as you know, it's illegal for me not to mention that you and president of the UFC, Dana White, have a contentious oh, relationship. Wow. I thought this was right? a friendly show. I thought this was all positive. No, uh, <laughs> so we're not, I'm not going to make you tell the whole story. Oh, just okay, just okay. suffice it to say, how many, times you think you told, how many times do you think you told that story? Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> so many times. And yeah. uh, the best is when someone asks, someone just asked me this very, very recently, and they're like, so, you know, I hate to ask, but... Um, What's like the real reason why? I'm like, there is no fucking real reason, all right? I've told the story a thousand times. Go read about it. There's, there, It's dumb. It's it's ridiculous. There is no reason. He doesn't like me. I'm a journalist. He's a promoter. Just ask you know anyone who covers Donald Trump why he doesn't like There is no reason. It's nonsensical, all right? That's it. Okay, the real, the real reason, and you heard it here first. Yeah. This is a scoop. They went out for dinner together. Yes, yes. Dana White. Called it bruschetta. Yeah. Uh, Ariel said it's bruschetta. <laughs> I got into a big fight about it, and now they don't speak anymore. Oh, my God. That's a good uh, one. But you're right. Exactly as you said. Uh, you're a journalist. You reported on something, as is your job. He got upset, kicked you out. There was some maybe potential later stuff when you were part of ESPN where he, perhaps he uh, turned the screws to you. But uh, tried. again, tried. tried. Yeah. We're not going to go into the whole story. It's just a contentious relationship. Yes. He's the fifth estate, okay? This is, this is what he's supposed to do. This is his job. <laughs> All right. So here's the three scenarios of pick your poison, things that you have to do with Dana White. Oh, okay? Geez. All right. Number one, <laughs> he asks you to help him move, offering pizza as a thank you. Oh. Then you get there. Nothing's even in boxes. You say, Dana, I offered to help you move, not help you pack. Uh, and after spending the day rolling up glassware and lifting heavy objects into his trunk, he orders you a small uh, litters, Little Caesars pizza. Cheese only, no crazy bread. Okay, that's the first scenario. Okay, all right. Okay? Sounds like something <laughs> so, you would do, by the way. So, okay. <laughs> scenario two. An, you take an eight-hour road trip with Dana White, where he won't let you stop to pee or get snacks... Because he, quote, wants to make good time. Uh, Later, you ask him for a sip of his Gatorade, and he says, that's not Gatorade. Okay? Oh, God. You I would see? never ask him he's for not, a sip of his Gatorade. There's a lot of germs. But... Okay. Yeah. Um, and you don't have control of the aux cord. Even though he's mm. driving, he's insisting on picking the music. Okay? So that's, that's option like two. Probably some new metal stuff. Oh, it's uh, stained. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's Papa Roach. Corn. It's all the classics. Yeah, yeah. All right, option number three, he offers to come to your house and give you a sincere apology. Mm. But when he gets there, oh. he refuses to take his shoes off, and uh, it's been raining outside. And raining. <laughs> and uh. it's raining. And then he says, you know what? I just got off a flight. I'm really tired. So before we get into the heavy conversation, is it cool if I take a quick cat nap on your bed? Ugh. Oh my with, my, with my with my street clothes on over the duvet. He's not under the duvet, but his street clothes will be on. Okay, so those not are only three that, options. We're, not, we're, we're talking street clothes. We're talking plain clothes too. Next level germs. Oh, like when I no, come I, home from the airport, I, everything's coming yeah. off. Well, I don't know. They say that the HVAC in a plane, there's no safer place. To oh be. yeah, that's what they told us. Yeah, <laughs> that's, what they, um, that's what they told us. Do you need? Do you want a quick recap? So you're uh, helping him move. 
He didn't even pack everything up, and he got you the shittiest pizza possible. Uh, you're on an eight-hour road trip. He won't stop to pee or get snacks, and he's peeing in a Gatorade bottle, mm-hmm. and you can't pick the music. Or three, he's apologizing to you, but the caveat says he's not taking off his shoes, and he's na- napping on your bed in his plain clothes. Obviously, there's issues with all three. Yeah, uh-huh, um, I would say so, yeah. A big issue for number three for me is... Do I really want to tell him where I live? Hmm. Well, come see, come see. What are his true intentions? Um, so just for that reason alone, I'm crossing off three plus the shoes plus the sleeping on my bed. I mean, like it's just mm-hmm. it's one step too far. Okay. Um, so the apology is not not that important to you. You're willing to forego it. Well, there's just too much there. There's too much baggage <laughs> there. Too much baggage. There's too much baggage. Um, being stuck in a car for eight hours with, you know, no knock on him. Lovely fellow. Uh, I don't really want to be stuck with anyone for eight hours because it's uh-huh. kind of my nightmare. You just have to, I'm the kind of person, I don't like awkward silence, right? So I'm just going to pepper you with questions. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, that's not what I did when I came on here because I did pepper you guys with questions. So I don't want you to think that I felt <laughs> awkward, but I did pepper you because I tend to do that. Have you ever seen Home Alone? that scene where the kid is like, does this have four-wheel drive? Does this have automatic brakes? Does it snow in Paris? <laughs> My friends used to say that I was that kid because uh, I would just <laughs> ask a million questions. Uh, I don't know, kid, hit the road. Um, so I don't really want to be in a car with one person. There needs to be like a third person there to break it up. Okay, uh, I can give you Joe Rogan. Mm, I mean, <laughs> also not the biggest fan of mine. Um I'm leaning towards number one for this reason and this reason only. I could pack it. And some might say, you know, maybe I can get a little W here and a W there if I'm not packing the fine china in the best way possible. You know, it's, once it goes oh, in the box, it's not. It's on you. Yeah, it's not on me. Right. You know what I mean? That's Take my right. pizza, go home a few hours later. I know where he lives. He doesn't know where I live. Perhaps we bond over a couch moving process or something like that. We, 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 we decide to let bygones be bygones. I feel like there's a lot of bonding and a lot of like in the bunker type of moments. Mm. I got your back, you got my back. So That's I feel beautiful. like the one that would actually, and, and then, you know, if you need a break, go outside, you know, catch your breath. I feel like the one that would actually be the most beneficial to our relationship and the one that, believe it or not, would be the least amount of stress on me, despite the fact that it involves some physical activity, would be option one, helping him move, despite the fact that he didn't pack. Uh, I think that's that's beautiful. Like here's a scenario I'm thinking about as you were talking about it. You got the newspaper out to to wrap up some glassware, right? Mm-hmm. You come across the funnies page. Mm. Um, you know, you're like, Dana, look at what Doonesbury's up to. You know, now you're laughing, <laughs> and it's just like old times again. I kind of feel like that could happen. Um, plus, you know, I'm sure he has a picture or two of us from back in the day. Oh yeah, he's he's wrapping it up. Remember this? Oh, those oh, are good times, man. man. It's a picture of you hugging so hard. Yes, we haven't done one of these interviews in a while. You know what? Maybe we should do it. Maybe we should get the band. You know, like that kind of stuff. I feel. Like, uh-huh. Is there anything more nostalgic and emotional than packing? Right? Mm-hmm. Memories, chapters, all flying in your in your brain. So yeah, I feel like that's the one. Okay, beautiful. Last scenario. Let's do this one as a quick one here. All right, your options are. You lose all 1.3 million of your Instagram followers forever. Can't get them back. Number two, you have to relive the day you found out the Expos were leaving Montreal. Okay. Or number three, you have to do a tight five at Joe Rogan's comedy club in Austin. Wow. (laughs) 
Okay, but it's an open mic night. People aren't uh, aren't expecting much. I feel like I could I could kill that. I feel like okay. I go up. Have you ever done stand up comedy? No, absolutely not. But five minutes. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, I, I have a show that's four and a half hours long, no breaks. I mean, I could do that uh-huh. in my sleep. Five minutes is going to fly by for me. Um, will it be funny? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, but I, I feel like I can, you know, get people to to laugh or smile at least once. Um, the day the Expos left was very sad. I was there. My my brother and I went to Shea Stadium. That's uh, coincidentally we were living in New York, and their last three games were in were in New York. So we went to Shea. Very sad. We were on the subway together crying. It was horrible. Um, so I didn't like that very much. So you don't want to relive that? No, I don't want to relive uh, that. Mostly because you were on a subway and filthy. It, it was pretty damn. <laughs> and, and and a subway after a ball game is not great. Although mm. I've been on the Montreal uh, Metro uh, many a time uh, after an Expos game. Pinot, right? You get on mm-hmm. Pinot. Of course. You got it. You got it. It's far. It, it's you it's, it's, it's like metro. in the middle of nowhere. Then, where, Do you remember where you stop off to, to then get back to like where we live? Do you remember? Okay, where... I'm going to say, is it, uh, is it Lionel Gru? Nailed it. Nailed yeah! it. Lionel Gru, yeah. Uh, noted off. racist, Lionel yeah. Gru. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, then you cross over. <laughs> and then I would go all the way to De La Savane. I don't know if you remember that stop. Mm, sure, sure. Uh, you we're, were talking pro- Orange Line, I think, yep, right? Yep, yep. Nice, I don't remember nice. the colors, now. You were probably a Côte Saint Catherine one, Plamondon. Plamondon, Prochestation Plamondon. Wow. Bien sûr, mon ami. Bien sûr. So this is great stuff. Um, (laughs) Anyway, I forgot the question now because I went down this whole. All right, you got to lose your you got to lose your Instagram followers. You got to relive the day the Expos left, or you got to do a tight five at Joe Rogan's comedy club. Easy. Okay. Yeah. Um, I came up. I came up with a joke for you in case you picked that one. Okay. Okay. Because again, I don't know anything about MMA, but I was looking at MMA terms and stuff. All right, so how about you go on stage, you point at Joe Rogan, and you say, this guy puts the MAGA in Krav Maga. Uh, wow. Huh? I didn't even realize that it was, yeah, it is MAGA. Um, <laughs> okay, that's free. You Do can you open think with Joe is actually MAGA? Like, no. No, I don't. I don't think so. He's just, he's just asking questions. He's just asking questions, yeah. But, but it, sometimes it is a, on stage, it, you got to go for the direct thing. Yeah, no, that is more good. That's not bad. I might use that. Okay, how about this one? Not as good. Uh, I'm opening up a Spanish Thai restaurant. It's called Muay Thai. Wow. Huh? <laughs> this guy's good. Okay, that's it. I don't only, that's, I'm, long, out, I'm out of my MMA how long, how long did it take for you to think of the second one? Uh, honestly, not not long, because you'll see in the in the final segment of the show, subjective trivia. I've got some MMA terms that okay. I researched. Okay, okay. okay. but we're we're gonna get to there in a second. Uh, but we got to move on now. When people need help navigating life's biggest decisions, they seek our wise counsel, and we deliver an airtight verdict. This part's for the Patreon sickos only. My pee hands go to Patreon.com/slash/IsThisGood, and you too can hear the full episode. Guys, it's time to settle this. If you want to hear the whole segment, the whole show, go to patreon.com slash is this good. Um, Do I get a card Ariel, the, uh, You missed Ariel saying, well, you missed him saying that, that rich people are cleaner than poor people. <laughs> and, now, and now I, JD and I tried to say, don't say it, don't uh, say it. But he held steadfast. Um, yeah, you can get, you can get uh, 10%. Oh, nice. You're getting a shirt. You're already getting a shirt. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's way more than 10%. Frankly, the shirt, yeah. How do you feel about paying, better, for paying better value. Are you okay with that? Paying good? guests to come on this podcast? Yeah, or any podcast. I would feel great, but that's never going to happen. Uh, I mean, <laughs> would you pay a guest to go on the starters? 
If 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 you asked, oh, good question, if, JD. If you asked uh, LeBron to come on, he's like, "I'll do it," but I want you know, I want two G's. Would you do it? Um, no, I don't think I would actually. Well, you got you got T-shirt money, JD. You could pay that two thousand. I could pay two. Yeah, Why do you you don't pay people to come on your show? No, do you? but this is a huge uh, a fighter, uh, a well known fighter, uh, said that he would only come on if I paid him. And I was like, no. And this turned into a whole thing. And it became this whole drama thing where it's like Ariel's making money off the interview. And I'm like, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I just get, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it just, most people had my back in saying like, that's just not how this works. You don't, yeah. you know. Yeah. You don't. you know. So well, I've I never think, done that. Thank God we were doing basketball, JD, because your world is way too aggro. There's a man. lot of yeah. drama. It's like, it's like you got, you got beefs. There's beefs galore. But I will say... There's beefs, there's buffs, there's, there's buffs, all, there's, there's, beefs, there's, there's fillets, there's fillets, oh however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> there's wow. only w- one time that somebody asked for money. Do you remember that? It was Larry Bird, wasn't it? Was Larry it? Bird, yeah. wow. I wasn't going to say his name, but... I think Larry Bird's fine. I think we're going to call you out, Larry. <laughs> what, Larry what, Legend. What were the circumstances? Well, we, we had asked... Um, oh, you you know Lee Ellis, of, yeah, course. of course. You were on his podcast, yeah. Guessing Cards, yeah. uh, many times. And... Um, he wanted to do – he always did a three-point contest at All-Star Weekend. He was trying to get 20 in the three-point contest. And every year we'd do the segment where someone that was a really good shooter would kind of tutor him. Like we had him with Steph Curry. We had him with Kyle Korver. And then one year he was like, I want to do uh, Larry Bird, and then I'll interview him. We'll, sh- we'll shoot around a bit. It'll be a great segment. And so we asked uh, you know, talent relations department at Turner, and they came back and said, he's in. But he wants I, – I mean, I forget what the sum was, but you know, we had uh, – the starters had zero dollars of budget. Like, yeah. <laughs> they were barely – you know, were we getting paid, Jade? No, kidding. We didn't get paid. Um, so, yeah, we said no. Obviously Was not. it a ridiculous we... number or was it a number no, that you I were don't even like – I think so. But it was like – it was in – even if it was few like thousand. a few okay. thousand. But then yeah. we had to pay for him to fly out to – Oh, uh, it's a whole mess. Yeah. Although there so are some people who would say Grand like Ben, no, what's French there are, Lick? There are some people who would say, "Oh, would you? Do you have to pay for Larry, or did you have to pay for Lee?" No, we had to pay for Lee to go and then pay for Larry's time. Got it. Yeah. I was just going to say like there are some people who feel like if you want someone to come in studio, you pay for their travel, but don't actually pay them a fee. Like that's you know, mm-hmm. Rogan does that. Rogan. Yeah, I think that's re- more reasonable. I still don't sure. feel comfortable, but. I mean, you're making someone no, come, no, no, no. but like to That's actually like, pay them for their their time is is weird to me. If it's an interview, yeah, yeah. you you paying for travel and time. That's like uh, Ariel when when someone gets invited to like uh, oh, here we I go. don't know the Bronfman Center in Montreal. Yeah, yeah. And you bring someone in. You, you're paying for their flight. Okay? Sure, sure, sure. To talk to the congregation. That's right. That's right. But not you know Walter Cronkite. Your son would not be paying. That's right. People Walter for their Cronkite time. That's his name. Walter Cronkite Hawaii. Yeah. All right. Um, we know you got to go, so there's only one thing left to do. We're going to do it very quickly. It's time for subjective trivia. So subjective trivia is just like regular trivia, except only I know the answer. Today's question, what's the most fun thing to say when broadcasting an MMA fight? All right, your choices are ground and pound... Superman punch, rear naked choke, or turtle guard. Mm. All right, so I have my answer written on this card here. You just tell me what you think, and the goal is for our answers to match. Right. Just go with your gut. Ground and pound, Superman punch, rear naked choke, turtle.
turtle guard. <laughs> My personal choice would be Superman punch because it's a fun move and kind of ridiculous that they call it a Superman punch. But based <laughs> on how you said it and, and, and the happiness uh-huh. with which you said it, I, I'm going to go with rear naked choke. Rear naked choke. Does that one come up often? Is that a common move? Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, you take someone's back. Rear naked choke is like you take someone's back, you get your legs hooked in, and then you Mm -hmm. choke them like... I'm not really doing it correctly, but uh, that is a very common move. Ground and pound is just like you're on top of someone hitting. Like that happens all the mm-hmm. time. Turtle mm-hmm. guard is just like the tight. You know, you you're on your back. So I mean, all these things are, you know, pretty damn common. I would say, but probably Superman pu- punch is the least common because that's mm. that's something that George St. Pierre, our fellow Montrealer, oh, used to do all the time. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm understanding the rear. I'm understanding the choke. I'm not understanding the naked. Yeah, it's a weird one. I, I don't it's a great question I don't know why maybe because you're defenseless or something like that mm, your neck because right. your, your yeah. neck is the one part of your body that never has clothes on it unless you're wearing a scarf that's a good point um, <laughs> there's uh, there's actually there's a, there's a choke called Peruvian neck scarf as well um, yeah uh, and and the the uh, the jujitsu like the legit jujitsu term for near, rear naked choke is a mataleon which is some sort of like lion something. I don't know what the exact pronunciation is. So there's a whole thing. But yeah, I don't really know why they call it rear naked choke, to be honest. Well, unfortunately, we wow. are not aligned because my answer is ground and pound. And I'll tell you why. Because as someone that doesn't know a lot about MMA, that's, I feel like, your term that has crossed over. Okay. Like in the same way, like if you do a good job, someone says, hey, you really knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Baseball. Yeah. Or if something's easy, people go, hey, that's a real slam dunk. Yep. I feel like if someone's wearing you down, you could say, oh, he's giving me the old ground and pound and the old (laughs) office negotiation. Yeah, I guess it's the only one of those four that could really like cross over. I wasn't really thinking of it. I just thought that you really, you really seem to enjoy saying rear naked choke. (laughs) It is fun. I mean, there's a lot of fun, fun terms. There was a lot of rhyming things I saw like, uh, shit, what was it? Wall and crawl? No, wall and stall. Wall and stall. Yeah, wall and stall. And and back and something, uh, prey. Uh, uh, lay and pray. Lay and pray. Yeah, that's like when you just lay on a guy and don't really do anything. Mm. Uh huh. And, and if he's one ounce heavier than you, that's tough. And it's tough it's to get like, out of that. Totally, it's like to a wet blanket. Um, Ariel, so much. For, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell people where to find you if you want to promote anything? Oh, all those places that time. you mentioned at the top. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think about BT Sport? What? Why the British? Yeah, maths. Love it. They're they're putting a, an S on maths. They're taking the S off sports. It's it's weird. Uh, and when you go on their websites, too, it's always sport. I kind of like it. Uh, I yeah. kind of <sighs> dig it. it. It feels very international. By the way, BT Sport uh, in July will be rebranded to... Sky, Sky Sports? No, that, that's their arch nemesis. Okay, TNT Sports. Really? Like as in Turner? Yes. Uh, BT was purchased by Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh-huh. Um, so BT sold it to them and they wanted to get BT's British Telecom and mm-hmm. kind of in a surprise because I, I work for them and they're all British people. They have no, to them, like, they're like, what is TNT? It means nothing to them. So I was a little surprised. Dynamite. If, yeah. <laughs> well, I have some bad, if, if I know Turner then when they take something over, um, everyone except Ariel's getting fired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I could say, yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, can we get can we get Basketball Jones back? Like, what's going on over there? Like, is mm. the score like who who's holding on to this name? Can I just get? Well, you know? it's the estate of Lou Adler. That's the problem. 
What does that mean? Yeah, like the old... Um, the, he owns the rights to the, the Cheech and Chong, Chong basketball song. Jones. Oh, so you guys can... You know, Lou Adler sits at the front row of Laker games. Of course. So this <laughs> yeah. is not even like a score thing. No, 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 like we probably never had any right to use it. It was Got just it. Canada and no one was noticing. And okay. then the starters, uh, Turner kept that. And then now uh, there's no dunks, which, I, which like. I believe you guys own. So we own no dunks. You'll take that yeah, too. Nobody take... wants no dunks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like <laughs> the no best, dunks. The best of your three names. Um, <laughs> now you'll have Okay, I feel better because I thought, I, thought, I thought the score was hanging on to Basketball Jones. And I was going to put in a call. I was like, enough. Oh, they me. definitely they tried to sell us the basketball Jones, but then we went to, we went to Turner and they were like, uh, okay, we'll look into buying it for you. And then they realized that Lou Adler owned the rights and they're Got like, it. we're not taking on Lou Adler. So. Yeah, no. and, and that was more than Larry Bird money. It was the <laughs> scores like for $150,000. It was like, more. Huh? It was more. It wow. was, I mean, talk about, yeah. <laughs> Way to negotiate. Start high. <laughs> yeah. In the middle. <laughs> For the very reasonable price of $98,000, you can keep this name that's not even trademarkable because someone else owns it. Um, Yeah, it's true. I forgot. We were, we were, we were, were we ever truly colleagues at the store? No, I was, I like, I would give them some of my videos, but I never really worked for them, to be honest. Um, Sort of like a distant cousin, if you want to call it that, but... Mm. Uh, no, I'm I'm just happy to be here. Great to be back on with you guys in in some capacity, you know, under the umbrella that is. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone's doing great, and um, yeah, I I hope I uh, I hope I delivered. Oh, you delivered. Cool. Right. Um, and uh, so the, your next big thing is this fight. The no, my next like real, well, I'm I'm hosting the press conference next Tuesday. I didn't want to correct you. The weigh-ins are on. The weigh-ins are the day before the fight. So they wouldn't do a weigh-in oh, in so May. So then what's this? This is the press conference. It's like the first time they're like in the same room together and they'll face off and there's all that tension. Oh, okay. So this is when they do the this. This is when they come up. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm going to Dublin on uh, May 16th for a huge fight over there. I, I love the European crowds. They're very fun. So that's probably the next big thing. Okay, another question that I've always wondered about. Can you tell anything from when they do no. this? Like in the one guy's nothing, right? <laughs> no. Like one guy could be laughing. The other guy could look like he's no. going to murder him. It's it all. It's short. I love it. I love every I love everything about the beginning, like the whole fight process, right? The poster, the build up, the trash talk, the the countdown mm-hmm. show, the whatever, like the face offs, the weigh ins. It's all stuff that you don't get in these other mainstream sports, right? Like you don't get that in basketball. Could you imagine if before game two of, of Warriors Lakers, like Steph and LeBron had to weigh in and square off? It'd be freaking awesome, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We don't get that. So all these things are like fun little idiosyncrasies that we get in the fight world that we don't get in other worlds. So but ultimately, no. Like it's, it's just for the photos. You know, it just looks cool. Yeah. The pageantry. Uh, right. The pageantry. Yeah, the, the theater. The drama. Um, all right, everyone. Well, at least go follow Ariel on Instagram in case he loses his 1.3 million followers because he doesn't want to do a tight five with Joe Rogan's comedy club. Uh, remember to check us out at Patreon, patreoncom good. Email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Thanks to JD. Thanks to Ariel for coming on. You killed it. Thanks in advance for leaving a five-star review. For everyone, I'm Matt Austin, and this was good. We'll see you next week. Bye.